team of people, and uh, uh, we, we appreciate you uh, being here. Hey, Clayton, maybe you can talk to my buddy Cody over here. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I want to encourage you, uh, if, you, if this is one of your first times here, um, you can fill out this Connect card right here. Um, this is, uh, what's that? Hey, come on, hey, Cody, is it okay, buddy? You got to come sit over here. It's okay, come on, Cody, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's 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 all good. Cody's my buddy. Uh, we go to Tim Hortons sometimes, and uh, it's uh, it's good to see you up, my friend. It's good. <laughs> Anyways, if this is your first time ever here, um, <laughs> uh, if this is your first time ever here, um, you can fill out this connect card. Uh, just this, we just want to say we appreciate you being here. And uh, no matter who you are, we appreciate you and love you and all that good stuff. Um, okay, just some Christmas activities uh, coming up. Um, we have right after service uh, pictures with Santa, which is going to be great, uh, just on the other side. And printed photos of Santa, which is going to be really great. Um, we have cookie decorating station. We have inflatables, and that's exciting news. Uh, we have hot chocolate, all that good stuff. Um, and just two more announcements before we get uh, started here. Um, we... Can you believe it's a week till Christmas, basically, by the way? Like, we're, we're, I know, some of you are, are really terrified by that, right? Yeah, it, it's coming. Um, a couple days. Uh, so next Sunday morning, we're not going to have a regular service here. Uh, just because it is Christmas, we don't have access to the school, that kind of thing. But we are on uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th, at Family Furlane Banquet Center, uh, having a Christmas Eve service. I really want to encourage you to come to that. It's 5 to 6. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. Um, so we're not having a service on the 23rd, okay? Um, also, the 30th, we don't have access to the school, so there's no regular service on the 30th as well. So this is the last public service here uh, until the new year, okay? So just make sure you get that in your calendar and, and all that good stuff. And with that, uh, junior youth, you are dismissed. So grade 5, 6, 7, 8, you can head out there. Have a great time. Uh, you have some extra prizes today and all that, that fun stuff, uh, and it's going to be fun. Anyways, okay. So it's Christmas time. It's one of the most wonderful times of the year, and it's so exciting. So I was looking up uh, some pictures of Santa, uh, and specifically when kids get pictures with Santa. Have you, have, you, have you taken your kids to? So I got some of my favorites. So can we put the first one up? Uh, this really captures the Christmas uh, season here. Um, if we have it, look, oh, look at that face. Is that not Christmas in its finest right there? That's pretty good. Um, okay, what's the next one we have here? We, we have a couple here. Um, yep, there's a, that's the kind of kid that says, like, you did this to me, parent, you know, very upset. Okay, uh, what's the next one here? Um, oh, yep. <laughs> He's just not doing it. He's like, you know what, forget it. It's over. I'm not going. Uh, okay, what's, uh, what's the next one here? Uh, yep, that's uh, one more, a desperate call for help. Uh, and what's, uh, what's the next one we have here? Um, yep. <laughs> so this is called the make a break for it. You know, it's kind of like parents aren't close. I'm just going to run and see what happens. Uh, what's the next one here? Um, yep, that's the revenge Santa. You know, it's like, it's like I'll sit here, but I'm going to let my anger out, right? And then the next one um, is, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one because the kid's being so obedient, right? Like, I'll sit by Santa, but, like, yo, don't touch me, man. Like, that, you know, like that's, 
That's really good. And the last one is uh, my personal favorite. That's my son at one year old, meeting Santa Claus. He was not the happiest. But um, there's, there's something so special about Christmas time, right? And, and, like, specifically, like, I'll go over here. Like, you know what's really fun about Christmas, too? Ah, a present, right? Getting presents. There's just something so nice about Christmas time. And it, it's, it's filled with joy and too much turkey and all that. You know, it, it's, it's great. Um, the actual Christmas story, though, didn't start with this, though. Um, the actual Christmas story started pretty opposite to that, actually. It actually started really, really sad. And it actually started off in, in darkness and without a lot of hope, to be honest. So I want to take just a few minutes. Let's talk about the first original Christmas story. Um, and I believe there's a truth and a life principle here in this story that if we really take that to heart, um, I, I really believe it's going to be life-changing. Um, and, and I believe every single person can leave today just a, a, a little bit better than when we first came in. And besides this Christmas, let's refocus on what Christmas is actually about, right? It, it, it's easy, even if it does start off a little dark or hopeless and, and that kind of thing, okay? So here's the context. It happens in Israel with the Jewish people, okay, the Jewish people. And, and the Jewish people, they're living in, in, in Israel, and uh, they believe that there was a sovereign God, a God who created the heavens and the earth, who created everything, and they believe that God really loved them. And uh, it was interesting, though, because their situation didn't look like this at all. Because what, would ha what had happened uh, at this point in history is the, the Jewish people are minding their own business. And out of nowhere, or I guess not out of nowhere, but to them, the Roman Empire comes in and totally conquers that entire region, okay? And, and the, the Roman Empire is the most powerful empire at this point in, in history, basically. And there's one uh, particular general who took it over. Is this guy named Pompey. And I don't know if, if you've heard of Pompey before. This is the guy that battled Julius Caesar, you know, to kind of see who the first dictator or, or uh, emperor of Rome was going to be and that kind of thing. And, and they hated this, this, uh, this general Pompey because he did not care about the Jewish people. He didn't care about Israel. He didn't care about their belief in God or their customs or whatever it is. They, they, they didn't like that at all. And the Jewish people are kind of thinking, like, seriously, God, th this is what life looks like? Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, they were not content at all. And they're asking this question, there's got to be more than this. But worse than the Romans coming in and totally conquering their entire nation is this, is that God had not spoken to them in hundreds and hundreds of years. You see, the, the Jewish people, they believed in a God who loved them and was all-powerful, but they also believed that God would speak to them. And every once in a while, someone special would come uh, that was called a prophet. And this prophet would hear God's voice and would tell the nation of Israel, hey, this is what God's saying. Hey, this is what's on God's heart right now. This is what God's saying. And at this point, there have been generations and generations of no prophets coming. No one coming saying, hey, this is what God's saying. And, and sometimes these prophets would give uh, this thing called a prophecy. And it was basically this prediction of, hey, this event is going to happen or this special moment is going to happen in history. And, and, and right now, I want to look to you at one of these prophecies, one of these words that, that the prophet, that one of the prophets gave in history. And it just turns out that this word is actually predicting the Christmas story. And, and it's been hundreds of years since anyone has heard a prophecy like this, but they're just kind of holding on to it, right? Like there's got to be some kind of hope in life, right? They're holding on, and, and it starts with this. It starts off very sad, okay? It starts off very sad. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse uh, 21, it says this. 
distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged and looking upward will curse their king and their God. It's pretty, pretty depressing, right? Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. And they will be thrust into utter darkness. Like, talk about hard times. Like, have you ever, have you ever seen something so like, oh, that's so dark. It's so hopeless. It's just such, it's brutal. And this is very similar to how Israel was feeling. Oh, my goodness, we're occupied by the Roman Empire. We don't get to do things the way we want to do things. We don't get to worship God the way that we want to. And, but look, something changes in the next verse over, though. In the next chapter over, it says this. And this is the prophecy. It's talking about the Christmas story. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. So there's, there's some hope coming up, right? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. So there's this imagery, right, of there's darkness. And then look, in, in, far in the distance, there's this light coming up and it goes on. And this is kind of the whole point of what we're talking about today. It says this, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And now all of a sudden, there's, there's like this, this hope, right? And, and I, I, the people, the Jewish people are, are kind of holding on to this promise of apparently there's this person coming who meets those criteria that have those titles. And they're, they're, they're holding on to this. And then it happens. The prophecy is fulfilled. The Christmas story happens to us, a child is born. And, 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 and basically the, the Christmas story, I'm, I'm sure we all know it, but let's just do a little recap here. There's this, uh, this girl named Mary, minding her own business, just loves God, whatever. And, and an angel shows up to Mary and says, hey, guess what, Mary? God's going to do something really special in life. A miracle is happening. You're going to be pregnant. And Mary's kind of like, but I didn't do anything to get pregnant, if you know what I mean. Like, what, how, that makes no sense. And the angels say, no, it's a miracle. Like, this baby is from, from God. And Mary is so excited. Like, this is incredible. This is amazing that God would do this miracle. And, and, and finally, her and her fiancé, Joseph, they go to the little town of Bethlehem. And in, um, in Luke chapter 2 in the Bible, it says this. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there were no guest room available for them. So a little, sweet little baby. There's no room in any hotels, no inns, no houses. So uh, like literally outside in the barn in this little manger where animals eat from, it's like, well, I guess better than nothing. And this little baby is born inside. The, and it goes on in verse 8. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They're like, what is going on? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And so these angels show up to all the people around and say, hey, guess what? Something really special has happened today. And it ends off saying this in 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So the Christmas story happened. So my question to you is this, is who cares? 
What's the big deal? Just a baby. You have babies. I have babies. What are th these things happen. What's so special about Jesus? And, and, and I want to look back hundreds of years before this moment happens at the promise that was spoken about Jesus, the prophecy, the word that was spoken about this little baby named Jesus. And, and it, it's this, let's just go through it real quick. The first title that the scripture gives Jesus is Wonderful Counselor. Jesus is a wonderful counselor. Look, in this world where Israel was kind of under occupation and they didn't really know what steps to do and this kind of thing, God gave them Jesus. God gave them a light in the dark. Look, I want to encourage you, whatever you are going through today, God has a light for you and his name is Jesus. Whatever you need counsel on, whatever you need guidance on, God can lead you through whatever it is that we are going through. Jesus said he came to give life in his very fullest. And he wants to actually give that to us. He actually wants to lead us into that kind of life. We, when we know this truth, when we know that truth that God, that Jesus is wonderful counselor. Oh, life in its fullest. It's, it's within reach now, right? It's possible. Second title it gives is mighty God. Jesus is not just, you know, special little baby. This is this is God. This is what the scripture says, that, that, that the God of the heavens, the God, the creator of everything, became a human being. So yes, Jesus is human, but guess what? Jesus is also God. And I know this is wild, right? And, and this is wild to think about, but like as little baby Jesus was crying, you know, wah, wah, kind of thing. I said, whoa, God's crying. Like that, that's how it was. And I know that can be weird sometimes to wrap our head around. But that just shows us how much God loves us. Is that he didn't just, you know, send a, mess a messenger to, or a big voice from heaven with thunder like, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's like, no, he personally came and became one of us to give us his message of love and of hope and who he is. I think that when we really get that deep in our heart of, whoa, Jesus was not just a baby. This is, this is mighty God. It's powerful. Um, third one. Everlasting Father. Look, this is true, right? This is true. One of the biggest needs in our society and in our culture is loving fathers. That is one of the biggest needs that, that, that we have. And, and look, some of us have had this modeled to us in an amazing way. And some of us, it's like, honestly, if you ask me what a good father looked like, I could not even try to describe what it looks like. Some of us, it has been so far removed that it's not even an, an option. But look, I want to tell you, I want to encourage you, whether you've experienced a good father or not, Jesus can be this for you. He can be your everlasting father. Look, he is someone who never gives up on you. He is someone who can mentor you. Someone to show you how to live, show you the way. Someone who loves you unconditionally, regardless of what you've done, regardless of where you're headed, he loves you. And maybe life in its fullest, it, it really isn't lived until we kind of can get that deep in our heart. Whoa, we have everlasting Father. We have an everlasting Father. And the fourth thing, and again, this is so, so needed and so, so important. Jesus is Prince of Peace. He is Prince of Peace. And again, it, maybe especially at Christmas, but kind of throughout the year too, we so need this in society, right? Is, and I, I'm not talking about physical peace, although that's really important too, obviously. But I think for most of us, it's, it's inner peace. 
peace of mind. You know, so much of us have, have we're stressed in relationships or work or, or just life in general. We, have, we, we struggle with thoughts of kind of identity and who we are, or if we're valuable or, or where we're headed in life. This, look, I want to let you know that with Jesus, peace is available. We can sit back and say, doesn't matter what's going on in life right now. It could be like incredible, the best thing ever. It could be like the worst, terrible things happen. Like either way, Jesus loves me and he has peace for me and it's going to be okay. True contentment like that. Look, sometimes life may seem really dark. There's peace for you. And look, sometimes, and I think this is a lot of us, it, it, it's me at least, sometimes every single person around you can think this person has a lot put together in their life. You know, they've got that's good and that's good. And maybe no one knows the struggle that you have. No one knows except you. And in the inside, it's like, look, my spouse doesn't even know this is a struggle that I'm fighting through, this kind of thing. That's so many of us. But let me encourage you, God sees it too. You actually aren't alone in that. And look, he wants to give peace to you in that. He wants to give you peace. And do you know why? Because he loves you. And when we lean into Jesus for that peace, he has contentment for us, right? Contentment and, and satisfaction in life, that's so related to peace, isn't it? And, you know, like living life in its fullest, it's not about, oh, I've got all this money or I've got this nice car or I've got a nice house. i got, you know, a nice family or friends. Like, like life goes beyond that. There's something spiritual that every single one of us are craving whether we realize it or not. And the Prince of Peace has peace for you. He has peace for you. And that's... The Christmas story. That this puny little baby Jesus, he is wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. He is everlasting father and he is prince of peace. And even if things are not ideal in life, we have those things in Jesus. We have those things. Look, we can still have contentment in life. We can still have satisfaction in life. We can still live life in its fullest even when the Romans are in charge, even when the Roman Empire has conquered and it looks, everything looks hopeless, everything looks dark, we have wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus is enough. So whatever you're going through this Christmas, this Christmas season, I want to encourage you, Jesus is there for you. He loves you. And that's how we find satisfaction in life. That's how we find contentment is knowing who he is. And look, don't get me wrong. This is amazing. That was, that was me, sorry. <laughs> this is amazing in life, right? Like this is awesome. And this Christmas, I can't wait to get a gift. I can't wait to give gifts. Like it, it's, it's and the LED strips on. That's, that was me too. <laughs> Dang it, Bronson. But look, way more than this, this Christmas, I'm chasing after this. This is going to give real satisfaction. The gift is awesome. But look, that's like the real gift of Christmas. And, uh, and, and that's the main idea I have for you today, just as we close, is, is, is this. Everything that you will ever need, it's found in Jesus. Everything that you will ever need is found in Jesus. So this Christmas, I challenge you, don't focus on the stuff. Focus on him. Focus on Jesus. Because he's everything that you need. He's wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. He is prince of peace. And if we have these things, what else really in life do we need? Again, that was me. <laughs> so here, three, three quick challenges for you, okay? Then we'll, then we'll close. First thing I challenge you to do, um, start a relationship with God if you haven't yet. Jesus desperately 
wants a relationship with you, like, like a personal one. Not, not one where you, like, know about God, you've read the Bible before. Like, I mean, like, as friends or friends. And family, like, they know each other. Like, like Jesus wants that kind of relationship with you. Um, and, and, and the truth is, Christmas happened so that Easter can happen. And I don't know if you know the Easter story, but it's when Jesus grew up, lived a perfect life, and he was crucified on the cross. And the reason he died on the cross is because he took all of our mistakes, anything that keeps us separate from heaven, separate from who God is. And he put it all on himself. And Jesus died on the cross and he takes all our sin away. And then three days later, he rose again. And look, when we put our faith in him, when we believe the Christmas story is true, when we believe the Easter story is true, we can actually have a relationship with God. You don't need to do any religious customs. There's no rituals to do, this kind of thing. It's that God loves you right where you're at and you can have a relationship with him. Uh, here's the thing though. God has given us a gift. You have to receive it though. It, it, like, like my, my son, I'm, he's not in the room, is he? Yeah, no, he's over there. I'm getting him Hot Wheels, like a big track thing. Like, trust me, there's going to be no problem giving him that and him being like, thank you, you know, walking away. Like, he is going to be all over that. But look, the Hot Wheels track, it's not his until he takes it. I want to encourage you, look, Jesus is here. And he's saying, look, I am offering you friendship. I'm offering you forgiveness for sin. I'm offering you a different way of living, a new life, a fresh start. Take it, but it's not ours until we receive it. I encourage you, receive his love today. Receive his friendship to accept that. Um, if, if that is you, we, we want to walk with you in this journey. Um, if you could just fill out at the very bottom, it says, I'm starting a relationship with God today. If you could fill it out, bring it to the info booth at the back. We have a free Bible for you, uh, and we just want to, you know, walk this journey with you if that's you. And that's for anyone. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you're coming from. Um, second thing. I challenge you, think about where you have needs in life and ask Jesus to help you in that. Because guess what? He wants to. He's not annoyed. He's not rolling his eyes. He wants to help you. Look, do you need guidance that only a wonderful counselor can give? Guess what? That's Jesus. Do you need a miracle that only a mighty God can do? He's got that. Do you need a reminder that he loves you like, like a, a perfect heavenly father does that never ends? Look, he's got that for you. Do you need the gift of peace this Christmas? Not only physical, but on the inside. He's got that for you. He loves us as his kids, as his children. Push into him, lean into him. And the third thing, I, I just want to challenge you, come to Christmas Eve service. It's going to be a great time where we're getting to, to the, the, the final section of the Christmas story. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Five to six at the banquet center just down the road. Uh, information is going to be on our website. But look, God gave Israel exactly what they needed. It was Jesus. And he does the same with us. So whatever life looks like, good or bad, whatever it is, Jesus is enough. Jesus will meet your needs exactly. I'm not saying things go perfect. I'm not saying every problem goes away. No, 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 no. Following Jesus is really hard to do. It's very anti-culture. It's very, or I should say anti, it's very counter-cultural. Culture goes this way, and Jesus is like, don't go that way. That's going down the road. Go, go this way. And it's like, but Jesus, this is really hard. He's like, yeah, but this is true life. Go, go this way. And that's what Christmas is about, okay? Um, by the way, are, are you wondering what's inside this gift? Anyone? Or am I the only one? I'm going to open it. Is that Okay. What's inside? Cody, what's inside, man? Diapers, all right. But a card inside, ooh. There are five 
gift cards underneath five random chairs. Enjoy. Why not? Why not? Why not? There you go. Just, you know, what? presents are fun. We're not anti-presents here. We're not anti-Christmas here. There's five gift cards taped underneath your chair. Um, for some people, I don't know, maybe you're the lucky. And if they're all, all oh, here's one here. Congratulations. You deserve it. That's good. Um, I wonder if there, there's some empty chairs up here too. Maybe after, oh, we got some more here. We got some more there. Any on this side? Did this side get gypped? No, they're definitely over here. And anyways, oh, okay, yeah, anyways, there's some over here too. Uh, if they haven't all been claimed, have fun. Just get a little scavenger hunt here. We just thought that'd be fun. Um, and look, in the same way, you just got a gift card, right? It's like, sweet. It's not yours until you claim it. Like, yeah, it, this is my gift card. All right, I'm going to Starbucks after. This is sweet. I want to encourage you, receive God's gift to you today. Amen? All right, let's close our eyes. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for uh, every single person in the room, my friends in the room, God. I pray this Christmas season that we would lean into you, God, that we would acknowledge that you are wonderful counselor. You are mighty God. You are everlasting father. You are prince of peace. And we thank you for the gift of Christmas and what you've done for us. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, just a few announcements um, before we officially close here. Um, parents, if you have kids today, um, they're not going to bring the kids in here. You have to go get your kid. Um, and we have a bunch of inflatables in the back and all the, all, a bunch of different random stuff. So go get your kid and bring them back here, okay? We rented the gym for longer than normal. Stay as long as you want. Uh, we have photos with Santa printed. Uh, two bouncy castles, cookie decorating station, hot chocolate bar, treats, goodie bags for kids. and It's, it's, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And with that, we're going to close off with giving. So ushers, if you could uh, come forward if you are available. Um, we're going to take up uh, some giving. If this is only for the regular attenders, okay, if you're a guest or if you haven't called this church home yet, don't feel any pressure to give financially. But if you want to be a part of what we're doing, you, you can do that. Um, and as this is happening, uh, we're going to play some Christmas music. Um, and we're going to just show a, a, a little video. The staff put this video together and uh, uh, just to say Merry Christmas and thanks. So we're, gonna, we're just going to play this. And, uh, yep, ushers, you can start giving. Uh, and uh, we're going to play some Christmas music. Watch this video as we close the day off. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening in the lane? 